I'm already. Yep. Yep, you're leading this one, aren't you, Nick? Oh, yes. Sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> And welcome to Lats Gamer number 174. It's uh, quite a cold week out today, this week. Uh, lots of ice and frost and snow across the country, which is perfect for getting nice and warm with your beefy PCs or PlayStation 4s that sound like aeroplanes. Um, <laughs> I am joined this week to talk about the wonderful world of video games with Mark Hamer and, and, and Chazzy. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, fellas? All, All good? good? All good, man. Freezing. Um, <laughs> we haven't had, like, proper snow here uh, like they've had in some other parts of the country. Like, I imagine you've had up north. Um, we just had, like, persistent light dustings of snow, which... To be fair, of... it's it's been about the same here. Um, it's just been very icy. Mm. Uh, there's been lots of pathetic snow that's just sort of, like floated around a bit and then actually done nothing yeah. um so in fairness it's not actually been like they said it was going to be the beast from the east too but it was nowhere near as bad up here at least no i think some parts got it worse than others but yeah. we've been yeah. generally okay like yeah. yeah they've had pretty heavy snow in some parts of the country but here we've had like i mean it's, it's minus two at the moment it's real cold and we keep on getting mm. like light dustings of snow which is not enough to like settle on the ground, but it's enough for me to not want to drive my other half's car because yeah. um, it doesn't do well in slippery conditions. And I still haven't been able to replace my car because can't go and test drive anything at the moment because of lockdown rules. So I'm having to walk to and from work all the time. Oh, God. Um, and so the walk in and but to and from work today, it was snowing. And it was just like a really annoying where it wasn't even like settling. So I couldn't have a, like a nice crunching through the snow walk, but it was just blowing in my face both directions. It <laughs> doesn't matter what to, what way I was facing on my walk home, the, the snow was blowing directly into my face. Yeah. So that was fun. Nice. Um, yeah. Apart from that, it's been, it's been all right. Yeah. yeah staying inside oh, as good. much as possible and keeping warm. It's That's about all you can do, really. It's pretty much all you so can do. So af- after, you, uh, after you've been getting home from these uh, cold walks in the ice and snow, mm-hmm. uh, what games have you been enjoying? Nice segue. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, I'll kick off with uh, what I've been streaming. So I've been continuing with uh, Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishments. Uh, which I'm in my just just finished the third week of of streaming that so uh, just doing a case a week which works out quite nicely because they're about so far they've been about two to two and a half hours per case which is a nice like streaming chunk Um, the first year about two hours this this last one took me yeah about two and a half two hours 40 because Mm. it got really complicated towards the end and I kept on feeling I was really close to it and like a, a large area to cover as well wasn't there yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the first case was quite a small um, introductory sort of tutorial case. And then the, the second one had, like, a limited number of locations. Um, 
it was like to do with like a train robbery, but in quite an interesting way, like not the train being robbed, but lit- literally yeah, the, the train entire train being robbed, disappearing. Um, that was quite an interesting case, which turns out we got wrong. Um, <laughs> and I ended up causing a, a diplomatic, diplomatic yeah, diplomatic incident by accusing a group of Chilean businessmen of stealing a train, and it turns out it wasn't them. Um, and then this latest one was a really interesting one. Um, you're called to a Roman baths in London where uh, someone has been in, in like the steam room, a guy's been stabbed in the eye, and there's seemingly no way in or out. There's no murder weapon. There's three suspects who have some sort of relationship to the person who's who's missing, and it it got really complicated with like the business side of the Roman baths, and then archaeology and uh, ancient Roman cult of Mithras, and um, I don't want to give too much away for anyone who hasn't played it or didn't watch the stream and might want to watch the vod, but. It was really good. Um, we managed to get the case correct this time, eventually, mm-hmm. on, on the second attempt. I had a gut feeling I knew who it was and what the murder weapon was, and then changed my mind and got it wrong, and then went back and went with my original gut instinct, and that was the correct answer to the case. But that game's really good. Um, there's a few little odd problems with it. Like, um, Watson is there at all times... But until the very, very end of this case, he's literally done nothing. He's there, and he has a little bit of dialogue <laughs> at the beginning of the case, and then he just sort of stands around, and you can walk up to him isn't, and interact with him, and he has, like, one line of dialogue, and, that, and that's it. Isn't that kind of what Watson does, though? He just kind of, he is there. Yes. And then he writes Sherlock's stories after they've happened. Yeah, and I, I, like, from a literary point, that's 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 his role. It's like the the, the stories are kind of told from Watson's perspective, um, as yeah. far as I remember. It's been a long time since I read a Sherlock Holmes story. But um, in the game, it just seems a bit weird. He's just there kind of getting in the way, like just blocking being a doorways when you, when you try to get... You almost, want, you almost want him as like a, I'm a little bit stuck, can you give me a clue? Yes, and he doesn't. He doesn't mm. do that at all. Uh, at all. Um, the same as like occasionally you'll be there and they'll, uh, on a murder scene and they'll be like Lestrade um, from uh, Scotland Yard and he doesn't help at all. But, but I think it's a common theme <laughs> through all versions of uh, Sherlock Holmes that Lestrade's pretty useless at his job. Um, yeah. I suppose so. as well, it's sh- sh- the whole idea of Sherlock is very much that he is the most clever man in the world. Yes. So it's kind of keeping in with the literature mm-hmm. that he would just figure things out eventually just because he is Sherlock Holmes and no one else can understand yeah. how he's figuring things out. But other, in a game, does that really work? You kind of want a little bit of a... That's the problem. A little it's bit like, of a hint. In, mm. in, the, in the fiction, it works because Sherlock Holmes is always the cleverest man in the room and the other people yeah. are just sort of bystanders, just, just there to witness his genius. But I am not the cleverest person in any room. Um, even when I'm on my own, so uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle in places. I've, I've it's, a, a few times I've, I've had proper head scratches. Um, sometimes it's been little things like interacting with items or finding the right 
item or an like a, you know classic adventure like game finding problems. the right clue right yeah there's a little mm. bit of an element of, of almost like the pixel hunty stuff that you used to do in like yeah. old lucas arts um adventure games from like the the 90s um yeah and like that, but, that, but not too that whole bad. section that whole section where you have to kind of um you've got lots of clues and theories and you have to sort of combine them and then you just end up clicking on everything and combining well, everything stuff, with everything. That stuff's really good. So, like, once you found um, like a bunch, you 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 go and find some clues. You interrogate people. You sort of assess their character by like looking at them and picking up on um, like highlights. He's, he's got manly rough hands. Yeah, yeah. He must. Um, he's got, he must work he's got on dirt a ship. Under his nails. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. Like you build like a yeah. character profile just by looking at a person. Like, and, it, and it's very, very Sherlock, and like, that that's cool. The deduction stuff, yeah, I, I kind of like how that works actually, because it's it's literally it's like you're sort of like joining synapses together in like a uh, a sort of visual representation of a brain, almost um, to draw conclusions. Um, but there's no like set path. So it's, I can't really give any examples without like spoiling some some stuff that happens in the cases. But it'll be like different. It you'll you'll get a choice yeah. between two different conclusions, and you can choose one or the other, and then it will lead to it'll join up with another conclusion you've made and lead to like a you know an assumption. Uh, and the game will tell you if you've got two that lead to like a logical fallacy or whatever. Like the two assumptions don't go together. Like two conclusions that go together, and you can't make an assumption from that. But mm. there's always multiple ways that it can come out, and so like in the this last case, you literally had um, six options, six ways that the that you could six accusations that you could make at the end of the game because there were two different um, choices you could make for what was the murder weapon and three suspects. And so you had to choose the murder weapon and the suspects. There were six different ways that it could play out, uh, and like that, that whole aspect, like the investigations, the in, the interrogations and stuff. It's it's like I said a, a few weeks ago. It's like everything that I kind of hoped that La Noir would have been, uh, and La Noir's kind of, I mean, it was kind of revolutionary when it came out, um, but it's a bit More thin. The tech side again. Yeah, like yeah, the the interrogation stuff is very thin. The investigation is very, very like, thin. Yeah, it's <sighs> La Noire is one of those where I went back and tried to play it recently, mm-hmm. and I think most of my memories must have been through very rose tinted glasses because it's not the game I remember it being. Yeah, uh, yeah. when you start to sort of try and actually. When you actually take a step back and look at what Eleanor is, it's very thin. There's not a lot past the linear. This is the right answer that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's it's it it almost tricks you into thinking you're being clever and solving it for yourself, but you're actually not. Yeah, you're just, just sort of it's giving you the answers. Yeah, yeah very very plainly mm-hmm. i found and also like when um, you're interrogating the people in that game because they were so proud of their sort of like facial capture software um mm. they took a really weird route with the direction of the actors instead of like letting them act because there's some very capable actors in that game mm. um they kind of told them to just like dial it up to 11 and fully chew, chew yeah. the scenery and so like you ask a 
uh, a character in that game a question and then you have a choice of whether you, like you believe them or you doubt them or you don't believe them or whatever and like they're like if they're telling a lie like it's they're, they're so ridiculously overacting like their facial expressions is like it's so obvious whereas mm. when you're interrogating people in Sherlock Holmes crimes and punishments they give you nothing absolutely nothing mm. like them the, the only thing that, that that might be like the story that they tell you it's like could be plausible but maybe you don't quite buy it or whatever but sometimes that's a red herring um but the 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 direction like the voice performance and the the way that the the the, um the characters perform i mean it's not facial capture or anything like that it's just old-fashioned that's just um, the way it's animated like they'll animate they're not animating in sweating and you know twitches no i mean there was one character in the the last case who was like was kind of uh, very nervous and very frantic, but that was because he was suffering from, I can't remember what they described it as, melancholia. That was it, which is like, <laughs> I think it was like a um, Victorian era term for, I don't know, anxiety or depression or something like that. And he yeah. was like taking some archaic medicine for it, which wasn't helping him at all. Um, mm. But quite often stuff like that appears to be like i said like a bit of a bit of a red herring to throw you off the scent um yeah it's it's just a really really good puzzle game like i'd heard for years that this game that these games are like really really solid um kind of slightly unpolished slightly low budget but like really really good games um and i've got to say i watching your streams go ahead like i've been watching your streams and like i thought the presentation was beautiful like yeah Considering you know, especially that this game originally the came all put out together on the 360 see. and like PS3, yeah. and then it's been like brushed up slightly for the PS4, and to be honest, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty yeah, good. It looks really good, and but not only looks good, but like you can see that they're they're working with a budget and they're doing lots of smoke and mirrors and and yeah, still making the world seem big and vibrant and you know making Sherlock feel like he's in this like this world. And um, yeah, no, I just I just thought it was incredible what they what they've done with such a small budget. Yeah, um, I, I picked it up dirt cheap. I've done three cases. There's still another three cases to go, uh, mm. and I wouldn't mind at some point in the future playing through it again and seeing if I can rectify. Because I'm sure that I will get other cases that some of the, the upcoming cases wrong. Um, so, so explain I'll, to me I'll, the end of a case because. The end of the case is the bit that sort of always confuses me. That there, there doesn't seem to be. It's almost like there is there is a right and wrong answer, but it never projects well, to you that it's you've got, strange. The, got it right or wrong. It gives you two layers of decisions to make. So you have like you you make your deductions and you come up with who you think is the um, the suspect, the person who committed yeah. the crime. But then you also have another decision with like what to do with them so for instance something like the case i did uh, last week with the missing train you got these two competing groups you got like some um uh, mexican businessmen and a group of chilean businessmen and you can either accuse one or the other but then the decision you do uh, there's a separate decision you make afterwards as well which is like do you let um uh what's his name lestrade deal with it like set scotland yard on them and cause a bit of a you know, uh, a scandal, or do you let um, Mycroft Holmes deal with it in a diplomatic fashion? 
through <laughs> I don't know where he does he work for like the home office or something like that I can't home remember office, yeah um who he like in which because his his role changes in different adaptations of yeah Sherlock Holmes. but he's he's always like a government yeah. government man who it's always something to do with the government power right yeah yeah yeah. So you have a decision that, and like, so like uh, the the case I did yesterday, it was like you come up with your suspect, and it's like you get different decisions depending on who the suspect is on how you handle it, whether you condemn them to, you know, to, to be because uh, they've committed a murder, and at that point the the punishment for murder was still hanging, um, hmm. potentially. Whether you commit them to that, or whether you find some other sort of response yeah. I mean, and that that you can differs depending of. on who the suspect is or who you think yeah. the suspect is so there's, there's a lot of you 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 not only have like a who you think has committed the crime but then you also have a moral choice on how to deal with that afterwards as well which yeah. is mm. really interesting but yeah it's, great, it's, yeah it's a dead good game i'm really really enjoying it i'm definitely gonna look out for for picking up some of the other ones because there's another one it came out after it as well. Uh, the the Devil's Daughter, I think it was called. Um, and there was at least a couple that came out before Crimes and Punishment um, that I wouldn't mind checking out as well. But um, yeah, I'm nice. hoping that series continues because on the basis of this, it, yeah, the, everything everyone ever told me about these games is true. They're, they're fantastic, like modern interpretations of adventure games, but um, like really interesting murder mystery. Well, not just murder mystery, but you know, like... Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Thrillers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dead good. Um, we also been playing. Uh, last night at time of recording, the new season started uh, in um, Destiny 2. And I can't remember what it's called already. Season <laughs> of the something. Uh, season of the... I should know this. Chosen? It could be that, yeah. We'll go Is with it Chosen? Um <laughs> Let's just say it's chosen. Season of know. the MacGuffin. Um, so, I've got it. We're going to have to look this up. Because that's going to bug me. <laughs> One hour later. Season of the Chosen. Season it of is. the Chosen. It is, correct. Season I got of it the right. Chosen. Yeah. So, don't know why we ever doubt <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, last night, um, Season of the Chosen launched. Um, and it continues on. So, like, the last season was, like, Season of the Hunt. And it's mm-hmm. sort of told like a sort of tangential story um that's i guess we'll have some payoff down the road but oh yeah but not not at the moment and it was it had some interesting lore because a character came back who we hadn't seen since the last cutscene of the forsaken expansion um prince aldrin who we (laughs) executed at the end of that um, f- for his crimes, we we put him down at the end of that expansion, and then he was resurrected as a guardian. And when that happens, they lose they lose all memories of what they did before their former life. So he doesn't know anything that he did before he was resurrected, and now he's a guardian. But of course, everyone in the city um, will view him as an enemy. So he's living out on the he was living out on like the outskirts uh, in the reef, working for a character called the Spider. And you were doing some like, and that was the stuff I told you about, uh, Chazzy, that was like kind of very, very light version of Monster Hunter mechanics with like tracking and stuff like that. Um, And that stuff was kind of good. It it kind of wore thin real quick because it it, it wasn't a lot to it. Um, yeah, which is quite often the way with some of these seasonal activities. They they get a little bit thin quite quickly, but... um, 
there's still like a decent amount of stuff to do. Um, this new season follows on from um, Nick. Do you remember um, Callus, the big yes guy who ran the Leviathan ship? He was like the yeah, I know Callus. Yeah, so his totally daughter funny. has turned up. Um, Keitel, who's only really been mentioned in Tab so far, she was one of the people who turned on her father and like caused the the insurrection, which brought um, to power the bad guy from the vanilla version of Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Um, she's back because she wants to. She wants the Guardians to become like a vassal member of the the Cabal Empire and help them fight back against the darkness. But Zavala's like, nah, mate, not having any of that. Um, so now we're having to fight um, the Cabal. Um, and I haven't played a huge amount of it so far, but but basically the situation is you've got like a new like social area called the Helm, which is like a sort of battle station in the tower where you pick up um, missions to go out and fight in battlegrounds. And it's like these big sort of like... Um, it's match made three person activities, but it's like you're fighting a load of cabal and pushing them back and pushing them back um, across like a battleground area on one of the planets. Uh, there's like two different areas of it at the moment, and then eventually they're like, doing some mechanics and stuff like that, and then eventually like there'll be a big boss character to fight, and mm. um, you get some cool loot from that. There's a lot of like mechanics and stuff involved in it um, that I won't go into because it's for anyone who doesn't care, it's super boring, but. Um, it's so far it's it seems pretty good. Uh it's doing some interesting stuff with uh with the story. It's actually tying the seasonal story stuff into the main story, which they don't do that often. Um they usually save like the main story thread stuff for uh the big like expansions that they bring out in like every like uh September, October sort of time. Um there's new you know like the the sort of like the um the aspects of uh darkness that you got through the uh beyond light campaign to unlock the new stasis abilities yeah they started adding in new ones as well so they're expanding on that a lot more um Ah. they've done away with a lot of things like the weekly bounties you know you usually have like daily bounties from the, the vendors like vanguard uh crucible and so on and you had like the weekly bounties that you would do and you could do like two of those a week and you get powerful stuff from that. Done away with that completely. Um, they've uh, introduced something which I'm surprised they didn't do a long time ago. You know, like when you play like, um, I don't know, like a Fortnite or an Apex Legends or anything like that that's got like a battle pass. You have like challenges, like daily challenges, weekly challenges and so on. Um, that if you complete the objectives and then you get like a big XP boost or whatever. Um, they've introduced that and that kind of replaces those weekly bounties so now you have like a series of challenges that run on some of them will run for a few weeks some of them will run for the entire season uh, and completing mm-hmm. those will get you bonuses um, like bright dust for spending on cosmetics or XP boosts or some loot and stuff like that um, which like, yeah basically from what I've from what I've seen, they've been trying to sort of remove the FOMO yes. that you get from a lot of... Because um, obviously live service games are very much... You need to dedicate at least a couple of days a week to log in yep. and do everything. Which 
a lot of people don't like. Um, yeah. Although they love the games, they don't want to have to log in at, at least once or twice a week. Then it feels and, like an obligation. Exactly. It feels like a job at that point. Yeah. So they've been, from what I've seen, I've not actually done any of it yet. Um, they've been, they're trying to find ways to make it so that you, if you don't log in one week, you can still do everything you could do the week before. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, they've also made some changes in that um, previously you would have like a seasonal activity. Um, and then at the end of the season, that seasonal activity would go away. The vendors would go away. Uh, if you missed out on picking up any weapons or anything um, from that particular activity, tough shit, you, you didn't get a chance to do them. Uh, the seasonal mm. activity, like the hunting from the season of the hunt, is still in there and you can still do it. Uh, on top of the other stuff. So if like you felt like, oh, I missed out on getting such and such, you've still got a chance to go and grind and get that particular piece of armor or weapon or whatever, um, which is kind of cool. Um, new exotic weapon they've dropped in, which is a kind of interesting. It's like a um, it's a bow that if you're, if you're hip firing, it sort of like draws, you paint targets on enemies, like up to three of them, and then fire like these homing arrows, like... Um, uh, what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxy with the whistling arrow um, and then any enemy that's hit with that one of those arrows if you then aim down sights and hit them with like a an, like a precision shot from aiming down sights then those arrows explode and anything nearby gets like huge splash damage on it it feels pretty overpowered like uh, in a good way uh, I'm quite enjoying it but um, I'm sure it's going to get tuned at some point because i i assume it's going to get abused horribly in the crucible um mm. yeah it's 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 very early days like i literally played it for a few hours last night um there's some more story stuff uh there's an exotic quest that's coming later in the season that people think are, are going to involve in exploring a derelict ship um but uh so yeah so far so good um but we'll see how the, the activity the season activity is more entertaining than most of them have been um, but we'll see how long that how long that lasts for and before people kind of get bored of it. But uh, at the moment, mm. it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, what else? I've jumped back in after a few months away into Final Fantasy XIV again um, over the weekend because last week a new um, trailer dropped. Well, a new trailer. There was a, a trailer dropped for the new Final Fantasy XIV expansion. And it's like a big two-hour-long presentation uh, on that. And that's kind of a big deal because they only do expansions like every two years. It's not like a yearly thing uh, or uh, you know anything frequently like that. They their expansions are like big expansions, and they only get you only get one every two years. Um, and this one is also kind of important because apparently it's going to tie up the story that's been running since Final Fantasy XIV launched, and then they're going to start a new story arc and the following expansion in another two years time. Um, so I jumped back into that uh, and just like, I, I haven't finished the last expansion yet. I'm, I'm working my way through um, whenever they bring out an expansion, because you've got two years gap for the next one, every like six months or so, they'll drop like a big content drop with like a bunch more missions, uh, cutscenes, raids, dungeons and stuff like that. A lot of content um, just mm. for free after you know periodically just to keep you going until the next expansion and i'm working my way through that content that they dropped between 
the last expansion and the one before that and then I could finally get the final expansion done and then hopefully be ready to play this new one when it comes out in like August, September time this year. Um, but I was really surprised in that I, I hadn't played that game in about three months and it's quite complicated because you have a lot of abilities and they're mapped... Um, you know, they're, they're all mapped... Like, I've got my... The, the hotkey hot setup I've got is quite complicated. Uh, and every different job has very different rotations. Um, and I jumped back in and it was like I hadn't been away. It was just like... I, I thought I was going to struggle, but I remembered all of my rotations and just managed to get straight back into the swing of it, which was quite surprising. Um stumbled a little bit in a couple of dungeons that I hadn't done before but like I've said many times before the community in that game is just so friendly no one ever got annoyed when I when I messed up and they were just like hey don't worry about it here's some tips here's how to get through this section here's how the mechanics work um yeah the community in that game is bloody lovely <laughs> um <clears throat> the only other thing I've been playing that isn't motorsport related because I'm sure we can probably talk about motorsport in a bit um is uh, I've just started playing Hades, which Yay. I know, Chaz, you've played it um, for sure, yeah. a lot of it. And Nick, have you mm. played it? <laughs> uh, I've played about four hours or so of it. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, I've played. I've played enough to. I've probably played more than you. Yeah, I, I played just. I've done. I don't know, maybe six runs. Um, yeah. Most of those I didn't get very far because I'm still like finding my feet. Uh, I got all the way through to the second boss on one of my runs nice. and then got absolutely stomped. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's like, you know, when people talk about game feel. Game um, feel. Yeah. That game is all game feel. Like, it feels so good to play, so tight. Um, I've yeah. struggled with a lot of um, like traditional, well, traditional, a, a lot of like rogue likes or rogue lights, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Rogue Legacy, um, even games that I really, really enjoyed, like um, Dead Cells. I, Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah, I really, really like that game, but I still struggle sometimes with the attacks and the movement and everything like that. Mm. I haven't felt that at all with, um, with, with, with Hades so they take far. Out and I've never the felt They take like... away the obstacles and that's why, like with Dead Cells, there's always an obstacle. There's a thing you can hit that can mm-hmm. cancel something out or cause you an issue or you can bump into yeah. something or whatever. With Hades, literally, like if, if you do a dash, you dash through a wall or a fence yeah. or anything like whereas in another game that would have had collision on it and stuff and they've just taken away all the obstacles but done everything to make you feel just supremely powerful and then yep well you you, you can crack on but like with the with the bones and stuff as well as you mm. get deeper into it like I, i've had like this like i, I spoke to you and I've, I've got a few clears now mm-hmm. on the game and I couldn't work out why people were saying, oh, well, I, I always go with this build. Well, how the hell do you do that? And now I get it, and now I understand it with how, like, there's ways and means of bending that game to your. And it's completely meant, you know, it's in the design, it's how it's supposed yeah. to be. But like the, um, you, when you come up to like a, the end of a room and you get a choice to go through two doors and you see like yeah. um, Hermes logo or. Um, 
Oh God, what's her name? But Artemis or Z- Zeus's wife. She gives um, you all the like the shield stuff. Athena. The deflect. Athena. Um, yeah. I think she's Zeus's oh, wife. I don't know. I can't remember. My Greek mythology is a bit rusty. Um, <laughs> it's like you can you can tell like this. Okay, this is how my I want to, my build kind of how my build to go. Yeah. And you can kind of game the system by early doors. You can do it. Choices. But later yeah. on, you can even you can do it even you can bend it more to your will even more. Oh, that's great. And, um, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just awesome because you end up going through going right. I'm at this stage in this in this dungeon. I know I can get to this point. If I just have X, mm-hmm. so then you start trying to sort of game the system to get those, get something from the god you want, yeah, you know, mm. or, or whatever. And yeah, you have that whole level of like, am I going to get it? Is it going to show up before I get out of this section of levels of dungeon or not? And yeah, yeah, it, oh, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, so far I've I've really really uh, really really enjoying it. Um, like, still finding my feet, still dying a lot. Like, learning um, yeah. enemies' movement patterns, bosses' movement patterns. Like the first I mean, couple of times even... I came up against Meg, she absolutely destroyed me, and then I figured out her mm. patterns and managed to beat her um, a couple of times now. Um, yeah, man, that it, it just feels so tight. The combat, like just the little thing things, is... like when you get like a like a big hit on an enemy the way that it kind of like slows down for a few frames just mm. little things like that just make it <laughs> give like the combat such a like a weight and a heft um yeah but zagreus is incredibly nimble that dash is like the, the cooldown on the dash is so short that it's short enough that you can't like it's long enough that you can't spam it but short enough that you never feel like you don't have a dash available to get out of the way of but trouble. then you can build into that you can actually get double dashes and yep um you know things that proc off your damage and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah when you start getting into that kind of level of like right well i need this on my dash and i need this on my attack but i also need my special to be doing this so yeah. that i can then take the armor down and dash through this thing that i know is going to come and yes yeah, it's, it's just awesome yeah like, the, and the, then the combination um, playing that it's got uh, the thing that a lot of those roguelike games don't have, which is a, like, so at least so far, genuinely compelling story with really yeah, well-written characters. Like, every mm. time I've died and I've been sent back to um, the, I don't know what you call it, the lobby, wherever Hades yeah. works, uh, <laughs> uh, I've just the gone around. waiting room. Yeah. yeah, I just go around and talk to all of the characters, and sometimes you go there and some of the characters are desperate around, to like, as well, though. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of sad that character wasn't there. I wanted, to, I wanted to unlock the next bit of dialogue. And then the more you talk to them, the more you lore you unlock in the codec and, and whatnot. And the way that, like, you'll run up against a boss. Like, I ran up against Meg, and there was a bit of a to and fro between her and Zagreus. We had a fight, um, and I beat her. And then went on and got killed by something else further on and then ran into her back in like the the the, the beginning area oh. and had yeah. in the in the, yeah, in the lounge and had a chat to her and she made a reference to the conversation they'd had in the previous fight and just yeah it's it's Such really detail, well put yeah. together like that art style i mean i knew the art was going to be fantastic even before i'd seen it um because every uh um yeah Supergiant oh, game, Supergiant, yeah. Every Supergiant game, yeah. it's like they just look stunning from Bastion on. They've looked fantastic. Um, 
and the music like the music's always been good in those games mm. but this like this soundtrack absolutely slaps it's so good i i yeah the, i, I the downloaded theme to, it like hades phone. himself yeah and oh yeah there's some great themes in that especially um i think it's like the, when you get to fight the bull as well there's an absolutely like banging like rock track yeah, you know, I, I've already heard slaps. all the songs that are in it because I ended up downloading. Yeah. Cause I'd, heard, I'd seen my other half playing it enough, and I was like, "This music's amazing!" So I ended up like grabbing the soundtrack on Apple Music and mm. listening to that a lot. And yeah, it's it's I I mean I, I've only played like a few hours, but I think I could probably confidently say that it's Super Giant's best game. Definitely oh God, best long, feeling game. Well, so, if you saw on the, the stream, so I streamed it. Um, when was it? Last week? Yeah. So we thought, oh, I thought, right, now I'll do as I go through. Now I've had a few clears. I'll run it. I'll run through it and show the guys what it's like to get all the way to the end and blah blah blah. And then I thought, do you know what would be nice is like to go back to the game that was previous to this, which was Pyre. Yeah. Because I, I remember playing mm. Pyre and I remember it having like story and like an interesting mechanic and blah blah blah. I thought, oh, right. I wonder if there's any kind of like nuggets that you can see from this that they've taken through to Hades. And my God, yeah, they, they've they basically just gone, yeah, we made way too much story in Pyre and mm. they've sort of cut it back but in all the right ways and drip-fed it rather than just giving you massive lore dumps between action. And they've just yeah. they've obviously just gone, right, we just want to make something that's all action with these like little snippets that just keep com- you coming back for more. Yeah, kind but, of like uh, how they yeah. did in um, uh, Transistor. Yeah, that's like- it, right? mostly like combat but like in between the combat areas of where the story yeah. was being delivered and um it wasn't too story heavy but there was enough there to really keep you engaged yeah. yeah it's almost like they went right we went a bit too far with pyre let's roll back to transition and then work off that that template yeah. and keep moving forward but yes yeah, mm-hmm. uh yes yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal game and as you get into like where i am now where i'm at the end game and i'm i've i'm thinking at six six clears and i need 10 for the the true ending but every clear you get you're getting another you know the fog of war lifts as it were from the story yeah. and then and you get another little snippet and another little like juicy nugget that you've got to go back and find out about and then plow through and that, the then, whole thing again even and, then, oh, even then you yeah, it's just beautiful. i've been chatting to a friend who's been playing it and he's got the 10 clears and he's yeah. still playing it because he hasn't like fully you know maxed out the relationship with the different characters yeah. by giving them gifts That's he hasn't it. got like uh the titan blood with all the different weapons and so on uh i haven't unlocked all like the charms and there's a lot in that game a lot uh, a lot more than yeah. i expected mm. there to be um yeah it's dead good it's dead good i'm really looking forward to playing some more but um That's great. yeah um that's about all i've been playing that didn't involve motor cars <laughs> nice I've been bad on the motor cars this this week, so I have to don't redouble my efforts this week and get back into it. <laughs> well, shall we? Uh, should, should we move on to the motor cars? Because motor pretty car much minute. all I have played is motor cars. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've kind of got a bit of a weekly sort of club going on at the moment. Well, we've already we've already got the F one club, yeah. Uh, but we've kind of almost got a little project cars two little club, yeah. Uh, on a Thursday, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, so um, last week, which Chazzy, you couldn't join us for, could yeah, you? No, no. In the end, it's issues with my son. Yeah, Mark, Mark had a great idea. 
<laughs> uh, and he thought, let's let's do the Le Mans twenty four. Well, uh, in an hour. In an hour, yeah. In an hour, yeah. you know, oh, okay. with with which was yeah, yeah, full it's, dynamic, it's nice. light, get, get the, light and day, yeah. Yep, full dynamic, light and day. Almost, uh, I cocked up the maths, so we got half a day's <laughs> worth of. Uh, we got twelve oh, yeah, hours okay. worth of of night day. Nice. Um, and also shifting weather patterns, yeah. which is. <laughs> My downfall. Well, it's all our downfalls. Let's I don't be know. Yeah, so it it was going all well in the LMP ones. We were sort of, we were obviously the only three LMP ones on the grid, so we were at the front all the way, uh, just sort of battling between each other, overtaking each other quite regularly. Um, and then it started raining, and those slicks get very. Um, Slick. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> slick. It's yeah, really, really, really undrivable. Um so obviously pulled into the pits uh to change tires and I came out and my tires were still slick. Yeah. Lovely. Um so it's not like in Formula One where uh if it starts raining, Jeff will be on the radio and be like, Have you got a new strategy for you? And you select it and you go in. You have to like set up your pit strategy beforehand and you have to like go in and say to like, when you go into the pits, change the tires for like automatic for weather. Uh, And then whether you definitely want your tires changing or whether you want your tires changing because, you know, uh, only if they're worn or whatever. Um, It's just one of those little quirks, one of the many little quirks that the UI and menu nonsense with Project Cars 2, which kind of gets in the way of the fun sometimes. Um, yeah. And yeah, Nick fell out of that, unfortunately. Oh, my. Yeah. So I, I kind of nursed them around, did a about seven-minute lap of Le Mans. Um, which we were doing at uh, 3 minute 30. We were, uh, Jeez, in yeah. the dry. Um, to get back to the pits to change again, and I went in again, and I came out with slicks again, so I just retired. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I mean, like I, I kind of tried it's to like the Chuckle to, Brothers with your pit crew. Yeah, we tried to to. Uh, I tried to talk through uh, you and your, and your friend Russ, who joined us, um, uh, like how to set up the pick, or at least how I'd set mine up. Um, and it worked for me, and it worked for Russ. And for some reason, your pit crew, for some for some reason, you had the Ferrari pit crew. Uh, and they refused to <laughs> yeah, change the tires because what is a tire? Um, I think it must have been something because I had automatic. I definitely had automatic for weather setup, but I think I must not have ticked definitely change, even if they're not worn. Right. Okay. Potentially, yeah. I think that might have been because yeah, you had worn out do. your slicks. They weren't going to change <laughs> them. Because I figured, right. yeah, it was that, just because like, it started raining. I put it on that for mine because it's like if I'm going to go into the pits it's more than likely going to be because I need a new set of tyres. So I want those tyres changing because yeah. I feel like the... I don't care what the engineer says. I feel like the grip's going off, give me new tyres. Or because yeah. it started pissing it down and I need some some wets. So I set it to that and that seems to work. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't really explain any of this stuff. I only found that by like digging around in the menus and saw that there was like the pit change stuff. What you could have done... Uh, instead of retiring, which I found was like you could have opted to change driver and dropped into uh, the pit, and then you could have let the AI suffer driving around the track on hmm. um, on wet tires, or you can go into the MFD, which is incredibly fiddly and nowhere near as intuitive as a Formula One MFD, and like 
manually change the tires to wet and then call for a request a pit stop and go in and get it changed. But at that yeah, point, you've got to do that while you're tires. hammering around the track at like God knows what speed. Yeah, I mean Le Mans, you can kind of get away with it a bit because there's like the Mulsanne straight. Apart from like the two chicanes, it's it's um, those are the only thing that break up like three kilometers of just a straight it's a long run. It's yeah. a long straight. Um, you can kind of fiddle with that stuff there. Uh, what I do enjoy about that straight as well is it's so straight your tires get cold yeah. when you're going down it <laughs> yeah. in project cars. So yeah, that's crazy. It's like the the the, uh, the sheer amount of air that's that's flowing over the tires cools them down, uh, and then you have oh, to warm yes. them up again on like the fast corners uh, following like the end of the Mulsanne straight. But that circuit is um, something else. I, I really, really enjoy it. I know it's not ev- mm. it's not everyone's favorite circuit because well, it's, maybe, maybe it's it long tomorrow. and it's not particularly technical, but um, but it's it's still quite challenging. Fun. There's a lot of very fast corners, like the Porsche curves in particular. I really struggle with. Like in real life, apparently they take those corners at nearly 200 miles an hour. And I'm like, look, no, mate, nowhere near <laughs> that. Um, yeah. Uh, what what else nice. did we? What, else, what other track did we do then? I can't remember. Um, oh, we did Brands Hatch, didn't we? Oh, nice. Brands Hatch in the really old ones. Yeah, in those old Lotuses. Yeah, yeah. that was Single-seater nice. old, like, 1950s uh, Lotuses with, like, no downforce at all. Not a huge amount of power. Are they Lotuses or low tie? Uh Good question. Lo- I don't lo- know. Lo- low tie? No. <laughs> I, don't know I think it's Lotuses. Lotuses. Yeah. Lotuses. yeah. But yeah. Sorry, I threw you off there. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I couldn't understand about those cars is the the UI claims they were uh, out of rating. Was it is the difficulty rating th- out of three? Yes. And it, it they they've got a one, which means they're one of the easiest cars in the ga- game to drive. But they're quite hard to get the whole hand of. We got the the, the hang of. It, I think it was just like quite a bit of a change from because up to this point we'd only been driving like GT3 cars, GTE cars, the LMP1 cars, which have got all the downforce in the world, and then you jump into mm. a car that doesn't have any wings at all, and it was just kind of figuring out how to work that. Um, and then when I figured it out, it's like, oh, you just need to kind of chuck them into the corners a bit more, kind of get the back end out a little bit more, um, and started to figure it out towards the end of it and they were actually really fun to to, to drive. I want to play I want to play around a bit more with some of the other classic cars that are in there because it'd be quite cool to do like uh, the old school spa yes potentially in them. Oh That'd yeah. That'd be quite cool. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Or like you do that in like one of the old like uh, 1950s um, Ferraris or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh, or around the Nodge life or something. Yeah, or, or uh, <laughs> you're, you're desperate to do that, aren't you? Um, or like Goodwood or something like that in some classic cars. Yeah, um, we've got. We, there's a lot of things that we can we can try out. But yeah. I think that the thing with that game is as well. It's so deep. You can pretty much do anything you want, and you can recreate anything you want. Yeah. Uh, there's such a variation of tracks and cars and disciplines as well Mm -hmm. and the rules are quite open for you to pretty much just it's a sandbox really you can do what you want and have as much fun as you want uh, recreating like we did the old Brands Hatch or you can go and recreate the Le Mans 24 Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's just a really nice game and the simulation is really good Um, although I'm sure Mark you'll uh, convince me to get um 
Oh, what's it called? Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. Yeah. Because that is like... And then I'll find out that actually the simulation isn't isn't yeah. that good in Project Cars, but, <laughs> it's but no, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Assetto Corsa but, yeah, is just very, very difficult. Uh, Project brutal. Cars is like a yeah. nice balance of like uh, yeah. between... A nice balance between Gran Turismo Sport and then like the hardcore sim races. It kind of sits in between the two. It's still like very simmy, but like... Yeah, it's, it's more towards the sim unplayable. side than the GT side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're kind of working up the baby steps of getting towards real better simming because no. we've kind of gone from in GT six months Sport, we'll all be on our racing. And <laughs> <laughs> we've moved to Project Cars two, and then yeah, you know, you two have already started playing with uh, Assetto Corsa. Also, so yeah. we'll all have got second. I actually made so it round a couple of laps. Fanatec setups. Yeah, that's it, man. We'll, we'll all have them. We'll have dirty great screens on our uh, on our steering wheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, and of course we've been continuing playing F one with the guys at Codec Moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you're second in the championship. Just still, still quite tight. Um, it's yeah. very tight at the yeah. top. Um, I think there's. 25 points from me to you and then I don't even know what the gap is for you to Matt. Matt. Is it about 10 or something? Um, I can't remember. It's 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 doable. It's definitely doable. I yeah. could overtake him in the last like three races. I think it's three races. Have we got four it? left? Is three. It three? Uh, three. We've three. Um, no, we've got Interlagos. I know we've got Mexico. No, Mexico, Abigail. Interlagos and the one that doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. So we've got three left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still having fun with that. We did Circuit of the Americas this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Not couldn't the quite. Greatest, so. <sighs> no, <laughs> I I struggled with that one. Mm. I couldn't quite get the feel for it, getting the rhythm. Uh, it's a bit like when we in Project Cars when we go to Imola. I love I love Imola, but it's so hard to get in the rhythm yes. of. You never feel like you've put a good lap in no. consistently. Whereas a lot of other tracks you sort of get to know and you, you feel good with them. Yeah. But Imola is one of those that just throws me every time. Some A different corner will throw me off. It's very staccato, that I'll track, never be... isn't it? It's like you're either... It is, yeah. You get one section absolutely nailed, but in nailing that, it completely throws you off for the next section. Yeah. And it's like exactly. you've got, almost got a half arse every section that you go through and you kind of... That's the perfect mm. line. Yeah, it's a, I it's a really find... odd course. I couldn't find any consistency. I looked at my like lap chart afterwards, like the the times, and it was just all over the place. Like, mm. uh, it was like usually I can be fairly consistent. Like my lap times will be, you know, within a second or so of each other, but uh, not on that circuit at all. It was all over the yeah. place. Didn't find any. Just could mm. not hook it up at all. Uh, but luckily, neither could anyone else. So. That's it. Did all right. Pretty much. <laughs> we were all in the same boat, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much Motorsport Minute for now. Nice. Um, I've got one oh. other edition. Um, I periodically jump back into Motorsport Manager on the Switch. Yeah. Um, nice. Just to chip away, because I'm, I'm trying to work my way towards, like, that game's equivalent of, like, the Formula One Championship, which is, like, the pinnacle. Um but at the moment, I'm in like the th- second or third tier. I think I'm in the third tier running endurance racing. Um, and I'm finding it a bit of a struggle at the moment because 
I've got a good set of of um, drivers. I've got good engineers. I've got like good mechanics. Got a good car or two good cars. Uh, but financially, it's a bit of a struggle because not really earning any more money than I would in like the GT racing or the single seater racing. But I've got six drivers to pay for, no, rather than two, because you have to. You know, each car's got a team of three drivers and Chop you have to swap them out. Right, yeah. um, and I, I still really, really enjoy it, but I'm kind of struggling a little bit with that aspect. And so, like, uh, once I'd finally negotiated the contracts for my three drivers to keep them on for the next season because they're all really good, I didn't have enough money left over to be able to put enough to develop next season's car to be a contender. Yeah. So I'm going to start on the next season on the back foot and have to try and try and get the car back up the grid again by developing it's new almost like you want to jump into the single seaters make enough of a buffer yeah money wise and then come back to the endurance yeah that's what i think i might have to do so at the end of the season yeah. i'm gonna to have to turf out four of my drivers that i've nurtured <laughs> through my youth system through my young driver academy i'm gonna to have to turf them out like i'm red bull or something um, I was about to say, who yeah. are you, Red Bull? <laughs> I've ter- I'm turning into Helmut Marco, um, and then uh, yeah, just racing single seater competitions for a while, build up like a lot of yeah. money. I've nearly got all like the uh, upgrades to my facilities, and I've nearly got like the whole thing with like your supply and network, um, building out supply yeah. network across the globe. Um, I've nearly maxed that out as well. It's just literally, I I cannot attract the sponsors that are giving me enough money to be able to to compensate for the fact that I'm having to pay a lot of money out for six incredibly talented drivers. So yeah, at the end of the season, um, I don't think I'm going to win this season, but it'll be close. I'm going to have to make a hard decision as to which two drivers make the cut and which four get axed and then move over to single seater again. But that game is really good and it plays incredibly well on the switch. And it's just like a kind of, it's, it's because there's less things to deal with than there is in like the full PC version mm. of the game. Um, there's, there's even less stuff to do with like than you, than I had on like one of the older mobile versions. You don't have to like set the car up for to be better on straights or on corners or anything like that. You're literally just picking um, the like the the upgrade package and everything um, as you're doing your qualifications. Like you can you can apply like there's like a little card system. And you have a certain number of points you can spend, and if you go bust, then you lose all of the upgrades you've applied in that in that session, yeah. and your car will be slower. But if it works out right, then you can end up being like a second quicker than it normally would be on a lap. Um, and then just choosing your strategy, which sometimes I get wrong. Most of the time, I get it like pretty well, but sometimes I get it catastrophically wrong. Um, so I'm still not great at working that out. Um, so yeah, but there's not there's not as much plate spinning as there is in the full version so it's kind of a relaxing game to play and it works fine on the pad as well i mean it's basically a port of the a motorsport on the ipad yeah Yeah. um and it looks lovely blown up onto a big screen um that's a great game it's like the 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 tracks are kind of like you know how like a hitman go and stuff like that got sort of like the sort of like toy box sort of like cut out design yeah. isometric i you know i'm not very good at describing how it looks but that's I how it is basically mean. like how the tracks yeah. look and everything um yeah it's a really really good game um, um i need to keep... get back to playing that on the pc yeah i really want to play 
yeah. it started getting a little bit too heavy with like when I was streaming it and I was getting like these guys who were coming in and they were, were like, giving you some good tips t- though. They were, they giving, were giving you some, some really amazing tips. tips and it's just like yeah, and it was just getting a bit kind of like, oh, this is getting scary now, and I've got to yeah. actually really take this seriously. So yeah, I've got, I've got it, but I've got all that written down. So I I, I do need to just go back to that and, and crack and on. That game's getting on a bit. Great now. I'm, su- I'm surprised they haven't yeah. made another one on the PC. Thing is, is it's uh, the modding community have just gone mad with it. Yeah, so, but you think like, that they could they could make like a a PC version that has like different disciplines of motorsport. I like, do wonder if they're finding more success on the mobile side and on, like you say, on the Switch oh, side. Oh, yeah, almost definitely. You know, from the microtransactions and stuff, and they're just thinking, why, why do we need to make this on the PC yeah, when we can I, make so much more money? I don't think there are any elsewhere. microtransactions in the Switch version. There are definitely in the mobile version. There are on the, yeah, on the yeah. iPad, yeah. And that must be where they're but yeah. Money, but nah, Yeah, I'll game. have to get I'll, the PC version when I, when I built the PC and, um, and get, in some, get some mods in. Um, <laughs> see what's capable of the Definitely. game, but yeah, yeah. But on the nice. Switch, it's it's really really good. Yeah, but I think that's all the motorsport games I've played. Yeah, <laughs> cool. End of motorsport. All right. So Chazzy, hello. So what have I been playing? So I've been. Let's start again. Let's let's go like Mark. We st- what what have I been streaming recently? So American Truck Sim. I won't go too much into that, but I've now got into like the open world portion of that game where I actually have to run my own business and that game has suddenly just massively opened up and become far, far more enjoyable and far more silly. And um, Do you have to do tax returns? No, but what you do have okay. to do is they've like... Not gone, they've not gone full Yakuza then? No, 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 not yet. <laughs> you we'll have get board to that. meetings. No, this is it, right? So, yeah, we, we've... Um, let's, let's get to that then. So, yeah, American Truck Sim has, <laughs> American Truck Sim has been... All right, it's been good fun, but um, playing it in VR can be quite tiring. I find mm. it's um, straining my eyes a little, so I'm having to um, take time on and off of that as and when. So, uh, but yeah, the the other game that well, I've been streaming uh, on Saturday. Quickly, is also... before we move yeah, on, on to that, I um, I downloaded uh, um, an app on my phone called Dash Panel. Like yes. it's different. There's loads of different mm. versions of it. Uh, it's like Sim Dash, which is available on Android, but not on iOS and and whatnot. Um, that any game that has like I don't know what they call it UDP data or something like that I can't yeah. remember yes um, yeah. yeah whatever that is um, and it like will feed your telemetry to the app um, which I, I was using on on uh, uh, started using on F one twenty twenty but going through the options the different dashboard ones and the different games that you can plug into it like there's a lot of dash and like <laughs> button box setups that people have done for American Truck Simulator for like yeah. to have like a button box for turning on your wipers or whatever or your lights or turning on and off the cruise control and, and things I am like that. so tempted to like plumb it into my stream deck at the moment yeah I mean it wouldn't have, help like, you just quite so much because yeah. you're playing in VR so you wouldn't be able to see your scr- the, I can't the screen see. on your this phone this is the problem the imagine button, playing so. that game but you're playing it essentially blindfolded yeah <laughs> like, in a way because you can see everything around you and you can see everything in the world but when it says like please press E to turn off the engine and I'm I'm now bumping into my mic like some kind of lunatic <laughs> <laughs> and mashing the table until I find the E key so yeah part of me wants to just set up a little um like get my stream deck and then just set up a few keys on there that I can sort of look underneath like through the nose guard 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, get some keys set up. But yeah, I've got a lot of them mapped to the the actual, you know, steering wheel itself. Luckily, but um, yeah, it's getting to the point now where it's um, yeah, I've got I've got to make take some serious measures and like mm. you say, find something like dash panel or get it set up on my stream deck or something. Yeah, hotkeys. Yeah. Well, you can do what someone I, I saw did uh, online, where they built themselves a massive like three monitor setup for playing American <laughs> Truck Simulator. That's it. And then ripped the dashboard out of an old Ivoco lorry and created <laughs> their own steering rig Mate, with that. If I did that, I think my wife might actually divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely be in the garage as well. Yeah. So look forward to me getting that next week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's all good but yeah talking of running a business so we were um i, I played a little bit of yakuza on saturday um as per usual and i thought and nick popped in to say hi and watch the game for the first time and i thought right i'm gonna I'm gonna show him all the wacky shiz that was go that that's going on in that game and uh we got right into the uh right into the business management side of running ichiban holdings which was in, mm. which is insane. So yeah, I've sort of got my business to a point where I've worked. You know, I've I've got all the high high profile businesses that make lots of money. And uh, yeah, it was just taking you through like who to why I've got you have to put certain employees where and um, what businesses would you know pro why businesses become profitable in this game if you put this type of person in rather than this type of person and. You know, everyone's got their uh, different attributes and, you know, trying not to have loans because then you have less money going out the door. Like, you're less in the red. You're in the red for less time. And, mm. um, yeah, but the, the the fun part of running your own business in that game is you get to hold board meetings at every financial quarter, which is this mad rock, paper, scissors meets... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, really. How would you describe it, Nick? Like... I think um, rock paper scissors is pretty, pretty yeah. good. Like, analogy. but you've got to you've got to make sure that you've got the right members of your staff who have high persuasiveness, but also the mm. right, like they're all graded into different colours. So you got a, like one guy is a red, and one guy is a blue, and one guy is a green or something. And then, depending on who's grumpy with you in the board of uh, the board members, you can you sort of attack them with the opposite colour. So say you've got a red. I think you attack that with a blue. So you'd, you'd find your blue persuasive person, set them on them, and like sort of try and hopefully attack them and take them down. And eventually you get these, like, you know, if you do well enough, you get these love hearts come out of the guy's head and they love you to bits. And you've got to make sure that all four board members love you and like, get it's, right into what you're doing. It's essentially like a gym battle in Pokemon. That's it, yeah. Very you, much like, so. You know how yeah. like in Pokemon you have like different different types of Pokemon are stronger against other types of Pokemon. Yeah. Go mm. on, Nick. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to speak your language here, man. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Persona or any, any JRPG. It's like old, yeah. old lady yeah. is super effective against you know. <laughs> yeah, it's that same board sort of mechanic, but yeah, you're trying to negotiate with your board for the next financial quarter. That's it. Yeah, it's just absolutely yeah. bananas. And um, yeah, and then so, you smash yeah, open a wooden keg and everybody drinks, and everyone has a drink. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. But my 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 particular favourite is that like obviously uh, if you spend I think it's ten million yen, you get to um, 
you get to put out like advertising for your company, which drive like boosts like essentially doubles your sales. But you get to watch like this incredibly cheesy ad with Ichiban about like you know, and it's all like sort of slow pans across going. We we like to look after everyone, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like can really I, um, cheesy, and the music kicks in. It's beautiful. Can I ask what is it that Ichiban Holdings makes? So Ichiban Holdings is technically a food company. <laughs> okay. Um, te- technically, <laughs> technically. And you start out with some like market stall or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's a market stall in a hole in a wall that makes like steamed buns and other confectionery. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you sort of get, um, uh, it is actually a st- part of the story. And uh, er- er- Eri, the the character that you bump into kind of you you take pity on and say well well if you 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 know you've been screwed over by these people and your dad and your dad's just died blah 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 I'll help you run your business and that's kind of how it all starts off so you start off with Eri her grandma and a chicken that it seems to be really really good at um, promotions <laughs> like basically you just put the chicken on the counter and people come over and start eating your pork buns or whatever. And then, um, yeah, and then it all kicks off from there. And then you start making money and you start investing that into properties and you start diversing your portfolio and maybe you buy a, I don't know, a video games company. And and then, you know, a few dodgy soap lands and massage parlours. And then out of the money for that, you buy a TV studio and a, and a newspaper and everything. So um, yeah, I now, now it's the problem is you cannot get rid of that original um, that market stall. So I've got all these like amazing like massive businesses and like ho- like glamorous hotels and one like hole in a wall stall that's been run by a chicken and an old lady. Can't forget your roots, man. So, that's it, man. Can't but it's uh, yeah, it's good fun. It's it's good good fun. Like the the progression of that is amazing, and then to be able to you get a like a secret carrot like. Eri becomes one of your party members, which actually becomes really, really useful. But you could play that entire game and never get her. So the whole game is kind of... It's funny because when you're in certain cutscenes and stuff, she just disappears because they assume that you've not picked her up. So it's she's like the one completely optional sort of character that you, you can get or not get. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's just been it's just been hilarious. That whole game is just... All over like, the place. I was going to say, like all of that stuff, the entire like business management system is also on top of a JRPG where you're yeah. running around uh, and Ichiban fights in a suit of armor with an elect- an, an electrified <laughs> baseball, baseball bat, bat. Um, yeah. and you can like whip out your phone and call in a summon for <laughs> a, a, a man in a nappy who screams a lot and causes a debuff on your on the enemy. Um, yes, and side but... missions where you motivate people by giving them incredibly spicy kimchi. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the the, yeah. the little student girl <laughs> and her kimchi, and the old lady trying to the cross old the, lady would basically cross the road. Basically, old lady can't get across the road. Yeah. How'd you get an old lady across <sighs> the road? You give her incredibly spicy kimchi, and she sprints like she used to do back in the day. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I oh, just uh, I spent. What did we do? We must. Have, I must have done like two and a half, three hours on that stream, and yeah. I must have spent a good nearly two hours just in side missions that were all hilarious um and yeah 
that just motivated you to want to get to the next side mission because that was just as funny as the next one. And um, yeah, it's just so much fun that game. So so much fun. And I then, like that. That's. I mean, I haven't. I, I haven't played this one. I've only watched. Uh, you know yeah. your streams. Um, the only one I've really played is. Uh, Zero. Yeah, because it's Zero, uh, which is, of course is a different protagonist as Kazuma Kiryu. Um, and Kazuma and Ichiban are very different characters, but they do share certain similarities. And like they're both, mm. I mean, Kazuma's uh, less wacky than Ichiban. He's more of like a kind of stoic, hard guy. Yeah. Like everyone comments on like, oh, he, he looks so mean and so ruthless. But like they both have like a kind of, like a heart of gold as well. Yeah. Um, and you always yeah, they're definitely the coming from missions. a very similar place. Yeah, a lot of the side empathy, missions you get involved right? in are just like, you're a hardened Yakuza badass, but you're going to help this granny get across the road, find the motivation to walk across the road. And, and like, that's it. The stuff that uh, that, that um, Kazuma Kiryu gets dragged into in uh, in Yakuza Zero as well, like, just, just the most ridiculous, wacky side content. Zero hasn't got anything on like a dragon in terms of wackiness from what i've seen so far but um man i can't wait to play that game that's great it is it genuinely i like i'm looking forward to getting to saturdays to stream it because it's just so much fun and then to have on top of that this like kind of it does actually have a proper gangster story on 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 top of that that actually has twists and turns and i'm i genuinely care about like the wall of muscle and like the the three three different families that are fighting over, you know, Yokohama and stuff and where my place is in that. And yeah, it's just bonkers. Like I just, I genuinely care about every single character in that game Mm. to lesser or, you know, greater or lesser extents. And I haven't felt like that about like a a group, a cast since Mass Effect. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, like I say, I'm just thoroughly looking forward to getting back to that on Saturday. I'm into the final third now, so um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Like in the next couple I mean, of streams, or it's it's kind of cracked. Uh, uh, so, like, just for an example, whenever there's a new Yakuza game that comes out, it comes up in discussions in Giant Bomb's Game of the Year stuff at the end. But it's mm. always like for craziest moment or something like that. This yeah. was the first one where they genuinely like there were serious considerations that it should be on there. I can't remember if it actually ended up on it or not, but there were definitely Nothing considerations did, yeah. that it, it should be on their proper ordered list of the 10 best games of the year, which just never mm. happens before. Mm. Like it's, they're, they're just sort of like wacky, funny, ha-ha, niche games. Like this is the first one where people have been like, no, this, this is actually genuinely out. good. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's a lot to do with the characterization of the main character mm. because he's so relentlessly positive. And he's so likable. And, and he's just, got amazing you, hair. Yeah, right. And he looks great. And you just think, like, yeah, you, you'd do anything for this guy. And you want to come back and play as him again and again and again. Yeah. Whereas a lot of... I can't say that about a lot of characters that I play as in games. You know, there's certain ones I think, oh, well, he's a bit of a douchebag or whatever, but I'll, I'll, I'll crack on anyway. And Or they have no personality whatsoever. This guy is just like... A one super positive, like just makes just is he he himself is just dragging me through this game, kicking and screaming and laughing all the way. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Kazuma Kiryu and and Majima, um, I kind of hope, well, I really hope that Ichiban is like the protagonist of the Yakuza series going forward. 
well, this is it. I just, I just hope that it isn't a one-trick pony. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like three games of him being relentlessly positive, like might yeah. get a bit wearing. Just as someone being, you know, a, a badass with a heart of gold might become a bit boring after like six or seven games. So, yeah, I hope they do the right thing by Ichiban. Yeah. I really do. I really um, yeah. So then ends up. Yeah, man. Other games I've been streaming. I streamed a bit last night of Avengers, like Marvel's Avengers. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange strange old game that because the first two and a half hours that I've, I didn't play on stream to be fair um, of the single player that is a really really good game like it, there's lots of really cool cutscenes it's very sort of uncharted uncharted meets superheroes um, or yeah sort of like light Spider Manny type stuff and you think. Yeah, this this game's going somewhere. You know, it's like really interesting characters, great cutscenes, you know, blah 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 blah. And then suddenly, just out of nowhere, and which unfortunately happened as we sort of were going through the stream last night, it just hits this wall where it goes, right, you're in a hub area now. Um, this is how you grind for gear. Um, Games as a this service. Is, yeah, um, <laughs> like it, and and it's all like I've just hit this. I don't know hour and a half section of just like we're prepping you for going online to play with your friends and you know going on online for the end game so here's what you'll need to know is like level your gear up do this go to this machine oh we've, we've suddenly made it all like destiny like just go off in this heli carrier and go to these four different mission waypoints punch the things come back and like i did a mission it's like it was building it up building it up oh you've got to go out as iron man and do this that and the other and bring back a I don't know, whatever thermal coupling or whatever it was and i thought all oh, right this is going to be like 20 minutes half hour and then like sort of 10 minutes later i'd been out flown around dodged some lasers landed got back in my jet and pissed off back to the hub and it was just like hmm this is this is suddenly massively shit to bed mm. and um yeah it's, it's a shame because there's parts of that game that are really, really, like I say, the cutscenes and the story and all that kind of stuff are really, really good. And I just wish they'd stuck with whatever they were doing for that first two hours and just made it like a more like a Spider-Man game. Because, um, yeah, there's, there's some, there is some genuinely some great stuff in there. I but watched the uh, only good a, thing about it yeah, about uh, an hour of the VAD because I missed a stream because I was playing Destiny mm. last night. So I watched about an hour of the VAD early and I saw some sections where you're playing Iron Man and I was like, hmm, this looks like a worse version of Anthem. That's um, right. And then you were playing with, uh, what's her name? Is it Miss Marvel? Khan. Yeah. Miss Marvel, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, huh, Marvel Ultimate yeah, Alliance is, is a really good game. I should probably play yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. But then, um, but this is the thing: just, is like, it, like the, you pick a different character, looks, it becomes a different game. It's so weird. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, like, it just looks like a a, a gritty, grey, like uh, version of uh, playing as her. Look like just like a gritty, grey version of Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the Switch, mm. um, but yeah. with more cutscenes. And I think I'd rather play Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> That's fair enough, but. To be fair, it's been it's been good fun for however long I've been playing it. I've just turning my brain off, beating a few robots up. If only it hadn't been a games as a service game. Seeing a few cutscenes. 
If only this is it. it had been a single player game where you can play as different characters. Well, this is what I was saying. Like, if they if they'd have just gone right, let's just completely ape what Spider Man's doing. Let's follow that formula and build it all around Kamala Khan. I think that would have been. It could genuinely be like mm. a, you know, top ten game. But everyone wants but that live. Wants on that live service gravy train. Yeah, man. And just, there's so many. It. How many games are going to have to come and flop and fail? Uh, before but we say this all the time, realize. right? You, I mean, you look like, at MMOs. When when World of Warcraft came out, everything was an MMO. You know, mm-hmm. when PUBG and Daisy sort of transformed things, and everything has suddenly had to be like a you know battle one royale. of those battle royale shows. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's like so everything has to be a MOBA. But the know? games as a service one in particular, it's like anything that's not Destiny has really struggled like the, even the, the division mm. which is one of the ones that's done slightly better has really struggled warframe i was gonna say i think the the division has kind of found an audience yeah. that yeah. really enjoy the division uh and it stuck it out and seems to have done pretty well that's also because i was gonna say soft like really really work hard at the post-release stuff on their games because they always come yeah, out a bit also, oh yeah that yeah. first game that that whole Definitely. city is incredible but the you know, it is the the pr- the problem that they've got with live service games is twofold though. First of all, they've got to actually make a good game mm-hmm. and a game yeah. that actually feels rewarding to go back and essentially do the same stuff over and over again for slightly better loot. And second, they need to be better than all the others because I don't know about you guys, but I only have mm. time in my life for one, maybe two at a push live service games. Yeah. Destiny yeah. is pretty much my one live service game. Mm-hmm. I've I've dropped the Division Two now. That's the issue with it. Is that you've got to be dragging the people away from players, Destiny. So you've got to be exactly good, right. Yeah, and I, I got to, guess, they've got to be, be not just good, not just they've got to be better than Destiny. I guess That's the publishers. It, right? Who was the Who is the publisher? Was it Square? Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah, Square Enix thought yes. Obviously, oh, we've got the Marvel um, license, so obviously yeah, that's going to drive a lot play. of sales. And then yeah. they threw one of their best developers on the bonfire to, as a sacrifice to the gods oh, to, to try and make. Couldn't this they game. just have made Deus Ex Three? I know. <sighs> such an such a the waste of waste of Crystal Dynamics, but yeah, yeah, bonkers. Yeah. So after that sort of de- depressing, <laughs> depressing outlook. But yeah, no, I mean, like I say, <laughs> Avengers. Um, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it for what it is, but. Yeah, there are a lot of lot, lot of down points with it, but um, if it's other ever than that, like a tenner or less, well, this is I'd it. Pro- I picked it up for like eighteen quid, right? And I'm getting a lot of game for eighteen quid, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, like, yeah. if that, like you say, if that does a does an anthem and it suddenly like plummets, then I'd get on it if I were you, because it's um, yeah, it's 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 enjoyable, like. I picked it up and I thought, well, I'm just going to smash through the single player. And as long as I smash through the single player and I get, you know, a, a decent enough story and a bit of a ride out of it, then I'm I'm quite happy. So, mm. yeah. And then uh, the only other game I've been playing, because obviously I've had the VR out for um, American Truck Sim, was um, a game called I Expect You to Die, which is like, best way I can describe it is a, a series of James Bond um, escape rooms. Um, it's properly sort of campy and silly and sort of 60s spy thriller um, aesthetic it's almost Team Fortress 2-y like if you imagine 
if they'd made an entire escape room game in VR based around the spy in Team Fortress 2. That's mm. the kind of vibe we're getting, right? And um, it's it's been good fun. It's been it's been hilarious. Um, look, I'll give you. I'll, I'll explain the first level, not in great detail, but this will give you a feel for like what the game's all about. So you're trapped in a stolen a spy's car that's been stolen. You're in the back of a military airplane in this car. If you wind the windows down or open the doors, um, poison gas instantly floods the car and you die. So, how do you get out of this plane and parachute to safety? So, you're, you're, you are literally just sat there in, in the driver's seat, so you just start fiddling around with stuff. And... Um, like I won't go too much into it, but essentially, like you fiddle around with a load of stuff in the car, and then like different gadgets pop in and out, and you're trying to work out how you combine all these different things, and eventually you kind of manage to start the car, step on the accelerator, and oh no, that's it! No, you let off a rocket, it blows the back of the plane up, and then you then drive the car straight out of the back of the plane, and then a parachute system in the back of the car opens, and the whole car parachutes you to safety. And um, yeah, it's just hilarious. Like it's got it's like a great little like uh, narrator over the top of it. That's kind of very hello, hello. You you've got your next mission, and it's this. And do uh, do play well, Mister Bond. That kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just wonderful. It's wacky. It's silly. You have to do lots of stuff that um, you wouldn't expect. Very sort of um, Monkey Island and and you know point and click adventures where you're having to combine things with other things that you wouldn't expect to make a thing that you then use in the world to, I don't know, hook a, you know, hook something out of something to set you free or break the chains that you're sitting in and, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, there's a laser coming towards me. How do I deflect it to stop it from killing me? And that kind of stuff. And, yeah, they have lots of, like, surprise kills in there as well, like things you wouldn't expect. Like, you open a door and, you know, there's a turret and boom you're taken out and stuff but it's all fixed perspective as well so you are just sat in a chair in a room and you can pull everything towards you but yeah right. really really good fun um and uh yeah i'd thoroughly recommend picking it up if you've got vr because it's uh it's a really good giggle it's one of those ones where i think i might i might stream it one day now i've got i found a streaming setup that i can actually hook a like attach a mic to myself and walk around the room so expect a few more vr streams is it quite cheap next few weeks Oh, it's yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. Okay. Cheap. I mean, I got it in the humble bundle for like a couple of pounds or something silly. But mm. yeah, I think it's like under fifteen quid on the Oculus Store, if I remember rightly. So I'll uh, add it yeah. to the list of VR games I want to play when I pick up an Oculus Quest yeah, for the future. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's about it, really. Right. Uh. Anyone got anything else, or is that should we wrap it up? No, that's no, it. no, that's it. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining me. Sounds like we've all been keeping busy. Well, you two have been keeping busy. I've not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping busy with other things, but uh, yeah. So um, thanks for joining me. And uh, if you, if anyone wants to get in touch and tell us what you've been playing, we uh, you can tweet us at Laps Gamer, mm-hmm. uh, or you can send us an email at Laps Gamer radio at gmail.com spot on spot on and uh we've even been writing up our 
finally been writing up our top 10 games of 2020, which are going out on the website mm. now. I think, Mark, you uploaded yours the other day? Yes, I did, yeah. yeah. And Andy's has been oh, up I am writing mine this weekend. Yeah. Doing, I'm yep. going to actually try and do a proper job of it this time. So, Sorry they're yeah. so late, but you know, we are lapsed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Life it, right? got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can read those now over at lapsedgamer.com. Unfortunately, at this point, Nick's audio cut out. However, he said you're all a bunch of bastards. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.